I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, a very merry 10th day of Christmas to you and a very happy new year. On this second Sunday after Christmas Day, we find ourselves in the gospel landscape of St. Matthew. His is a story of angelic messages delivered in dreams. It's a story without shepherds, without a manger, with no mention of other animals. It's a story that features strangers from other kingdoms, magi, whatever such a word might conjure in our imaginations, astronomers, magicians, maybe even the first century equivalent of scientists. It's a story of a gathering darkness and danger featuring the evil that we often see expressed in our world. And in this case, the evil comes in the person of Herod. Matthew recounts the narrow escape of Joseph, Mary, and Jesus when Herod ordered the execution of all the babies in and around Bethlehem who were two years old and younger. Now, if there's ever an example of a ruler who used power only for himself, it's Herod. And when someone has more power than they have concern for the good of others, that power becomes a great evil. And evil is the only way to describe a person who can order the deaths of thousands of children. Yet there's one thing that all of Herod's power could not do. It could not take away Herod's fear. In fact, his fear was increased by his desire to hold on to that power. And the slaughter of those children is a horrible example of the fearfulness of a powerful leader. And as with Herod, fear often expresses itself as violence, but as we all know too well, violence can never take away fear. It can only increase it. But if there's all this fear and misuse of power in this gospel reading, where are we supposed to turn for guidance and for comfort? Well, this reading has this powerful answer more powerful than any of our fears, and even more powerful than any hungering after power. Just listen to what happens next. After they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Throughout the early chapters of the gospel, according to Matthew, God's messenger comes to Joseph in dreams. In the first dream, the angel said to Joseph, do not be afraid to take this woman, Mary, as your wife. Now that that baby had been born, the angel tells Joseph to get up and take the baby and his mother out of Herod's reach into Egypt. That was a difficult solution, and it certainly was not an ideal one. And for starters, Egypt is the land where Israel had been held captive and enslaved generations before. But the baby would be safe there. 
Joseph didn't act fearfully or violently. He trusted God and took his family and fled to safety. In fleeing Bethlehem, Mary and Joseph and their infant son became refugees, strangers in a strange land. And several years later, he would bring them back, carefully again to a safe place, not to Bethlehem, his home, but to Galilee, far away from the son of Herod, a man who was Herod's equal in fearfulness and in violence. Just think about it. If Herod's plan had worked, then the joy of Christmas would have been snuffed out even as the light of Christ was just coming into the world. And yet, while Herod could and did exercise his own will, he could not thwart the ultimate will of God. God is omnipotent, which is all-powerful, right? But even having all the power doesn't make two contradictory things happen at once. God cannot both give humans free will to make decisions and take away that free will. If God prevented our choices that led to pain and suffering in our world, then we would no longer be free. The limits of what God can do are not set by logic or some arbitrary boundaries. The limits of what God can and cannot do, are set by love. And love, as we know, is often not logical. To say that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son explains so much to us. It shows that first and foremost, God loves us absolutely. But we also know that love cannot be forced. Love must be freely given and freely accepted in order for it to be love. For God to love us and to tell us to love others mean that, means that God has given us that free will. God has given us a choice. And through our choices, we can get hurt and we can hurt or even kill others. God has created a world where humans can bend their wills to do some very unloving acts. The result includes things that should not happen. And yet, this world of choice founded on love is also what makes all those noble acts of self-sacrifice possible. This world is not only a world of pain and suffering, but it's also a world of generosity, kindness, and love. I remember hearing a story not that long ago about something that happened on a New York City subway. And if you've ever ridden a subway anywhere before, especially in New York, though, you know there's some unwritten rules that you abide by. In the subway car, you mind your own business. You keep your head down. You don't make eye contact with anyone else. In this case, a man got on the subway in Manhattan and found that 
someone had drawn swastikas over every advertisement in every window. They'd been drawn with Sharpies, which we all know is next to impossible to remove. That train car was silent as everyone stared at each other, uncomfortable in what they were seeing. But in that silence, one man got up and said, you know, hand sanitizer gets rid of Sharpie. And well, being 2020, nearly everyone in that subway car reached into their bags and pockets and pulled out some Purell and some tissues. And within about two minutes, all of that hateful symbolism had been erased. One passenger said, well, I guess this is just America today. But it's not. Not today and not ever. Not as long as God's love is among us. Not as long as there are people with hand sanitizer and tissues who are ready and willing to stop hate and spread love. Herod struck out against innocent children in Bethlehem, and yet God's plan was not thwarted. Even as Herod exercised his free will to do the unthinkable and ended innocent lives to secure and hold on to his power, Herod still did not have the power to stop God's love and God's plan of salvation for us all. Herod could not put out the light of God's presence born in Bethlehem. Herod could not steal the gift of love, which was Jesus. In answer to all the evil that humans can do, God offers love, real, enduring, eternal love, love that in time will break that power of evil and of death, and yes, we see that an evil ruler can use the gift of free will to do evil, but we also see that evil could not and will not win a victory in Bethlehem or ever in all creation. And contrary to the fear and violence of Herod and all those who have inherited Herod's misplaced love of power, God's message to all of us this morning is to not be afraid. It can be very tempting to buy into fear and into anger, to live reactively and participate in the indignities of violence and hatred. But God came among us as one of us so that we may live without fear, with the dignity of God's love for all of God's people. Christ lived a whole life among us, healing our wounds, healing our differences, teaching us to live without fear. Even as he was subjected to the worst humiliations and killed on that cross, he was not fearful or hateful. And when the world had done its worst, the peace that he brings was revealed as God raised him from the dead. We are made safe, not by acting on our fears, but by being transformed in the wisdom and love of God.
Christmas is just the beginning of God's light coming into our world. May we always strive to see that light, that love, in others and in ourselves.